Hey everybody, welcome to another State Champs Preps podcast as uh, we kind of get close to wrapping up the high school football season. It is state semifinals weekend. We thought initially that we were going to have a plethora of games spread across two days. Uh, unfortunately, that is not the case. One eight, uh, one game in uh, Division 8, or, or no, an 8 player, right? Or is it Division, no, division 8? Eight. Division 8, that's right. Division 8, my bad. Every that all is... of us will be heading on up to the Uper Dome. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm driving right now to yeah. Marquette. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. That uh, other than that, everything is on Saturday uh, like we typically have had. So uh, we have got Jeff Dulac, Scott Bernstein, Tom Markowski joining us via remote on the phone. So the, the dulcet tones will continue and we can have a group podcast. So this is great. Right. Yeah, this is good. This is good. And in getting back to your point, Lauren, I, I, I just, I don't know the logistics. I just, I guess, you know, with somebody like dangling something in front of me, and all of a sudden they took it away yeah. as far as those Friday night games. So talking and, with our, our senior editor, John, who tends to communicate with the MHSA and stuff on a more regular basis for stuff we have to do for the TV show, supposedly this stuff is all happening next year. You mean it's going to oh. be spread out more Meaning next it's year? going to be spread out more next year. It wasn't uh, going to be so, this year. So, it was going to be So what's next happening year. In, in Lansing is molasses, not water. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's a slow drip. So oh, yeah. apparently we should expect a lot more semifinals on Friday next Good. year. Well, that's something to look forward Especially to. Especially the Friday teams, the teams that will play the even schools. Yeah. You know, well, uh, meaning a- even divisions that will play on the following Yeah, that would Friday. be good. I mean, you I can know. only imagine King and De La Salle playing on a Friday night around right. there. Well, not only that, you can use an excellent facility like Troy Athens, which is phenomenal right. as far as the stadium, and get sure. a game Friday night and get a game Saturday played there. Because so often, depending uh, so often the way things are laid out, they're perfectly right in the middle. It's a perfect spot for those teams yeah. to play on a neutral site. Oh, I, I don't think it gets any better than if teams can play at Troy Athens twice. You know, right. I think logistically it probably works out best. Yeah, you know, yeah. Wall Lake Western's a nice facility, but if you can pack all of the Catholic Central and all the Clarkston fans in Detroit Athens, I think it might work out a little bit better. Well, all I know mm-hmm. is that this this year we got a jam packed Saturday of some yes. great semifinal right. games. Yes, and, and so a let's bunch get of teams to it. knocking on the door yeah. to go to that Ford Field. So let's yeah. get to this is our picks party, and uh, we're gonna gonna just lay them out real quickly, and we're gonna start. Or we're gonna work our way backwards from eight player all the way up to Division One. So we'll start in eight player Division Two, two divisions this year. Uh, we've got state finals going on uh, this weekend in eight players. So uh, the Superior Dome is going to be having games uh, two on Saturday. They'll have a morning and an afternoon game. And the afternoon game is going to be uh, Division Two Crystal Falls Forest Park, 9-2 and two on the year, taking on 11-1 and one Portland St. Patrick. Jeff, you say. I, I look at <laughs> Crystal Falls Forest Park, and they, they yeah. had some dominant years playing 11-player year, football, so yeah. I'll, I'll stick with that. St. Pat's, baby. I'm going St. Pat's. You, Tom? I'm going with home court advantage. Got to go with the Upers. Okay. Yep. All right. So we got two and two on there. We'll see how that one plays out. In eight-player Division One, eleven and one Deckerville at undefeated Central Lake. This one also played at the Superior Dome. I think we had Deckerville on the show earlier this we year did. in the playoffs. Yep. They, yep. Had, uh, they dominated. Nothing, Thirty-six or thirty-eight. Nothing went over more. So Correct. I'll go with Deckerville. Scott. Decker- Deckerville. Hey, I got to. I got to go with Deckerville too. They were yeah. my pick before the playoffs. 
But my other team, Pickford, got beat in the other division, so I got to go with Deckerville. Deckerville's going to deck Central Lake. <laughs> there you go. All right, I'm all over Deckersville as well. So Deckerville, uh, the undefeated Central Lake will go down. We predict, but we shall see. In Division Eight, we get into the 11 man. Uh, state semifinals now, two games, one another one at the Superior Dome. This is the one Friday night game, and uh, it is Iron River West Iron County. They're 11-1, and one, uh, taking on undefeated Saginaw Nouvelle. Yep. Jeff. You know, I, I look at this game, and uh, I, I remember in our playoff preview, Scott looked at us all and said, you know, is Saginaw Nouvelle the team to beat? We all kind of right. laughed at him. And, uh, <laughs> I think Saginaw Nouvelle is the team to beat in Division 8. They're playing really well. So I'll go with Nouvelle to make it to the finals. I was just having that same memory, <laughs> and I'm going yeah. to stick with my Nouvelle boys. They've had a dominant year. Tom, what about you? Well, you know, we, we had uh, our guy up in the Uper land country yes. talking about Norway. So right. Norway got beat by West Iron County, right. which would – tend to think that West Iron County would be the team to beat. But in, in, in these games, and we've seen this in the past, you know, you play downstate, you play in the U. There's no gauge on your strength of schedule for the most part. Right. Nouvelle plays an independent schedule. They're all around the map. Yeah. But I, I just feel Nouvelle has the history. They've won state titles before. Uh, right. They won it in 2005. So i got to go with Nouvelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going with Saginaw Nouvelle. Well, again, if this was... You know, a game that was playing up north or something of those along those lines outdoors. This is in the dome. Yep. Uh, conditions will be even, and uh, Nouvelle likes to throw it a little bit. They and they beat you know good teams like Harbor Beach. You know, or, or right. programs that I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yep. and, and again, um, uh, we'll see. So we'll, we'll go with Nouvelle. We'll see what happens. Uh, we've got on the other side a team that made it to the state finals last year. Ottawa Lake Whiteford mm-hmm. undefeated. Uh, they're taking on another un beaten team in Menden. Menden, the team that knocked off Muskegon Catholic Central. So this one taking place at Howell, and uh, I'm looking for uh, a really good game. Both teams put up points. Uh, Jeff? You know, probably assume that when Ottawa, Ottawa Lake Whiteford saw that uh, Muskegon Catholic Central lost, you know, they were probably sign, breathing a sigh of relief. Yeah. Uh, but if you're Menden, in order to be the best, you got to beat the best, and they just beat the best. So I'll, I'll pick Menden to move on. Scott, I'll go with Ottawa Lake Whiteford. I mentioned to Lauren on the uh, before we got on the broadcast that that is the school that ended Scott Bernstein's <laughs> prep career back in the 1990s in the regional finals, Class D baseball. We went all the way out there and uh, took a loss to them. I think they ended up winning the state title. So I'm going to go with some uh, past history and go with uh, Ottawa Lake. Bobcats. Tom. Hey, hey, this ain't baseball season. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm, you know, this is kind of a funny game because you have uh, Menden given up 78 points in 12 games. Then you have Whiteford scored 645 points yeah. in 12 games. It's phenomenal. I don't know what they're doing down there. Right. There must, uh, there must be something in the water that just makes it just run down the field. But, you know, defense wins championships. Right. Remember that. Yes. Menden, defense. Menden's going to win this game. All right. I'm going with Whiteford. Uh, I believe that uh, Whiteford, based on last year, learned so much. It was a coming-out year for them. I remember when I went down there and saw them right before the state finals, they were in our Beating the Odds segment, got to yeah. talk to them. You know, They got 55 players 
uh, on that team down there. Uh, so they are all in for football. The the it, it just really seemed like a great atmosphere. I think they learned a lot from going to Ford Field and realized what it takes to get there the, and not to take anybody. On the other side of the coin of what Tom said about defense winning yes. the playoffs, you also you can't manufacture experience right. and the experience right. of going to Ford that Field. Is true. Yep. Uh, you know that that and I, that, you know, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but right. that, that's why Catholic Central's been able to make this run too. Right, and and, and I will just throw one other thing. We talk about defense. Let's not uh, underestimate Whiteford's defense. In fact, they've only given up 22 points. That's the most they've given up in any game this year. They've shut out two opponents, and most of the time they're limiting teams to about eight or six points. So, well, they're just, they're just shocking them by all the points they're scoring on offense. <laughs> right, the other teams right. are just, like, you know, yeah. they, they they can't cope with that. You're right. I just love it, though, when we get to this point of the season and we've still got unbeaten teams you know, going at it. Granted, we'd like to see them in the finals, but um, that should be a good one. I think no matter who wins that game, I would give them the odds-on favorite to win the state title, but we shall see. Uh, let's go over to Division 7. Paywamo, Westphalia, they're 11-1. and Lake City is 12-0 and on the season. This game will be played, played at Clare, Jeff. You know, I, I look at Division Seven, and you know, a year ago we looked at how good the running backs were. Uh, I think the quarterbacks are going to be the the difference makers here in Division Seven this year. Puamo Westphalia has a kid named James Lehman. He kind of took over the game last year in the final. That experience is going to get Puamo Westphalia back, and I think he's going to lead him there. Jeff, uh, Scott, going with Puamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like. I got to go with Puamo. They were my pick to win it uh, before the playoffs, and you know, Lake City twelve and zero. It's another one of these cases where. You know, they play completely different teams. There's no right. no common opponents or anything like that. And right. get back to what what um, was just said about, you know, Whiteford. They've been there. Yeah. And that means a lot. So yeah. and Lake City never been here. Right. Exactly. So I'll just be the uh I'll, I'll, I'll be, yes, the contrarian. I will be and I'm gonna say Lake City. Let's you know, sometimes you're just riding uh, a wave and uh, and sometimes it can it can get you to where where you need to go and uh, uh, I think it'll be a good game. Um, again, I've kind of underestimated Powamo all year because yeah. of who they lost. I mean, they had one of yeah. the most dynamic players right in high school football, and uh, I think for a lot of them, they held that in check and said, you know what, we're really not giving much credit. Uh, and in fact, uh, what was his name? The running back, Jared, Jared, Jared Smith. Smith. Jared yeah. Smith. You know, he, in fact, he was kind of a non-factor in the state championship game. Right, right. They could have won that game without him. Right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I'll just be the contrarian and say that Lake City will win it, but but we shall see. Uh, on the other side, though, we have Saugatuck nine and three taking on an undefeated Madison Heights Madison team. I'll go ahead, and this game being played at Lansing Catholic. I'll go ahead and start and just say I think Madison is going to be the man. Yeah, you know, I, like I said before, quarterbacks are the key in Division Seven, and uh, doesn't get much better than Austin Brown. Yeah, Madison's going to win this. I've, I, I've seen them punching a ticket to Ford Field this whole playoff yeah. uh, run of theirs. And uh, I'll, I'll just throw a stat out: Austin Brown, uh, 20, 2,900 yards, thirty nine touchdowns. He's just uh, you know he's in surgical mode uh, in the public school league as opposed to you know the last couple of years where he's been playing in the Catholic league. And don't overlook uh, the defense; they got some really nice players. There's uh, Dominic Rowell is one guy, and another guy I really like is uh, Darren Hood on the defensive side of the ball, and uh, they both look really good. And, and James Rogers, the former uh, the Lanphier alum, the Michigan uh, University of Michigan alum, and uh, the NFL alum is doing a really good job in his second, or either second or third year on the sidelines. Yeah. Plus, don't forget they had that uh, last chance you lady go there and give them uh, plenty yeah. of inspiration yeah. for the season. So, right. go ahead, Tom. 
Um, Madison by 14. I don't yeah. think it's going to be close. I don't know what the heck Dog and Tuck's doing in this game. Yeah, in exactly. The, they lost their last game of the regular season by, by 33 points. I, you know, congratulations to them beating Kasopoulos last week because yeah. that came out of the blue. Seven um, to six. I mean, it just by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, and it's. I think it's one of those years for them. It's like, oh, great, we got to the semis. Yeah. You know, here's our here's our regional title trophy. We'll yeah. put in the trophy case. It's a nice That's place to visit in the summer. It's yeah. a nice vacation destination. Absolutely. I just don't see them taking a, fa- uh, a vacation on Thanksgiving weekend right. to Ford Field. You, you look at Sagatuck, and last year they had you know Blake Dunn, their right. all-sport superstar. You kind of expect Correct. that team to make the yeah. make a run. This is kind of the exact opposite. It is. Team it is. But again, one of those chips on their shoulder, maybe, that we're not sure. just Blake Dunn. But yeah, they've done great. Uh, but we'll say for the first time since 2006, Madison will revisit the state Do you know Madison's the only team from the MAC in the semi? That's yeah, interesting. That's wow. true. The mighty Mac, right? Yeah. You know, we thought and hey, I, I think the Mac Red was great this year, but it's yes. just funny how the playoffs go, injuries, bad breaks, whatever you want to call it. Right. And you got Madison, the only team. Wow. Yeah. That's a good call. Good call. Let's go to Division Six. Ten and one, Jackson Lumen Christie, fresh off their takedown of Waterville. Take it on Warren Michigan Collegiate. There they are, the charter school undefeated. This one being played at Chelsea, Jeff. You know, I think one thing that we forget is way back in week one, Jackson Lumen Christie beat Grand Rapids West Catholic. That's a big feather in your cap, especially week one. Uh, And I think I overlooked uh, Lumen Christie going into the playoffs this year. I'm going to pick Lumen Christie and make it to the finals. I'll go Lumen Christie as well. I really like uh, that, that victory. And uh, what they what they did last weekend, and I think it's going to bode well uh, going into this weekend. Thomas, I got Lumen Christie, and uh, I got them by double digits. I think you know with them, just the experience of that team. They made the playoffs twenty consecutive years. They got a bunch of trophies in their trophy case with state titles. Hey, Michigan Cleach is kind of a funny team, though. They've only been in existence for ten years, right? But they made the playoffs nine times. Yeah. So they they're kind of used to winning, but they're not used to playing, playing this a team like Lumen Christie. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be the contrarian again. I am going to go with Warren Michigan Collegiate. I've counted them out since the beginning, but once they beat Detroit Central, who yeah, I... That was the wild one. Yeah, yeah, and I felt Detroit Central had the moxie uh, to, to go all the way and win. Yep. They beat Wald Lake Central this year. Uh, that's a Division One school or Division Two school. Collegians got athletes, got athletes, yeah. and they got speed, and that can sometimes be the ultimate equalizer. So yeah, I would not be shocked if if Collegian com- comes out ahead. Right, and, and you know, and again, I, I maybe I would expect Jackson Lumen Christie to 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 do what all you guys are saying, but I don't know. There's something about this collegiate team that. Uh, they just get it done, and they whooped on Blissfield last week. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. In Division 5, let us make – oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, we, we got, got one more. Right. You're right, you're right. My bad. Uh, undefeated Ithaca, uh, fresh off their impressive win over Montague, uh, which uh, I thought was a great game and uh, a great win for them. Taking on Traverse City, St. Francis. There they are again. They're 11-1 and on the season. This one going to be played and in Mount Pleasant. That's a matchup of two really, really high-quality programs with yeah. a lot of tradition. Yeah, oh, exactly. You know, you look at Traverse City St. Francis, if it wasn't for the fact that Ithaca's been so dominant over the last, you know, seven, eight years, Traverse City St. Francis could have won, you know, two or three or four of those titles at some point. Those were some really good teams, you know, some Bullos who yeah. went on to play at Michigan State on those teams. Sure. They've had they've had players, just not good teams. Right, exactly. What do you I mean, think, these teams, these teams met uh, a couple years ago. Uh, Ithaca won 28-19. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a close game. I, I expect another close game. 
But, you know, I picked against the Yellow Jackets last week. I, I ain't know. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Not this week. Um, if they can beat Montague at Montague, hey, I'm, I'm going with um, Hesbrook's team. And yeah. Ithaca in the finals again. Yeah, I'm going with Ithaca. Yeah, it's, it's tough to pick against Coach Hesbrook this time of year. And their quarterback guy, Jake Bentley, I believe, is just having a fantastic yeah. year. Hesbrook yeah. heaven is turkey day <laughs> at Ford Field yeah, every man. Thanksgiving weekend. It's it's just like it's it, clock, it's, you know, clockwork. It's, it's incredible, I think, when you think of the run there. And I don't know if there's any end in sight talking with Terry a couple of weeks ago. Right. that You know, their, their youth programs are on the move. Their facilities are great. Um, For a school that's kind of in the middle of, no, of nowhere. That, yeah, that yeah they've they got a lot of cornfields Lots around. of cornfields. I was going to say, lots of corn husks. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're all we're all unanimous on if yeah, let's move yeah, to yeah. Uh, Division Five. We'll start with the uh, first semifinal, which is going to be played at Greenville Reed City, eleven and one at Saginaw Swan Valley, also eleven and one. Jeff, I'll go with Swan Valley. You know, that's kind of you know we talked about a lot of these programs that have kind of that that history of making deep runs, and I think Swan mm-hmm. Valley is just a team that that has enough experience to do this. I haven't heard a lot about Reed City. I just think this is a, a game where experience kind of wins out. Yeah, I'm going with Swan Valley too. They're going to swoop into the into the state finals at Ford Field and uh, possibly fly away with a title. What do you think, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> you know, after all those uh, uh, hyperbole yes. and whatnot, <laughs> He's um, the king I got, of that. I'm going. I'm going with Swan Valley myself, and I, I just like I like the teams they beat to get here. And uh, uh, Green or uh, Reed City, uh, uh, they beat a good Menominee team last week. But that wasn't on a great Menominee team. I just think Swan Valley's earned this a little bit more. And they're kind of like Edwardsburg, uh, we're, we'll talk about later. Yeah. They've been to the semifinals before. They just haven't gotten over this hump. I think it's this, I think it's this year they get over the hump and play in their first final. Well, I'm going to go with Reed City. The contrarian. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because uh, I know what you're saying, and uh, and again, it's... Uh, it's one of those things where I just think we're riding a wave this year of teams that uh, are not maybe as experienced as before. But if you look at what they've done, uh, they're you know they put up 54 on Grayling, they put up 34 on Claire, only to give up seven. They give up only eight against Grayling. Th- you know, granted they gave up 34 to Menominee, but Menominee is a team that traditionally scores. They still scored 46 points, so they're finding a way to outscore everyone. Now, with that said, Swan Valley's put up swelled numbers, very similar, including beating a good Muskegon Oak Ridge team, I believe, last week. Uh, but uh, what the heck, I'll take Reed City. There you go. All right, let's go over to the other side, the defend uh, defending champ. Uh, champions for many years, uh, Grand Rapids West Catholic, ten and two this year. Not always the unblemished record they usually would have, but Frankenmuth is unbeaten. That's right, and they've been building something. Yeah, they have, they're absolutely a program on the rise. And I'm tempted to take Frankenmuth here, uh, but Grand Rapids West Catholic. It's just a consistent program. You know, you look at you know when Dan Roan stepped down after I think three straight state championships or two straight. Um, you kind of wondered if what West Catholic would be, but Joe Highland's got that program just kind of chugging right along, and like they haven't missed a beat. I want I so badly want to go to my winner winner chicken dinner. Uh, yes, of comment course you for do. Frank and Muth, but I <laughs> yes. can't. I can't. I can't pick against West Catholic. West Catholic's going to win this. I thought Scott picked Frank and Muth as a state champion. <laughs> I did, yeah. but I, I'm you know in, in my picks. But right oh, now, right. I mean West Catholic. I just really like the way they're playing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got to go West with Catholic. the Falcons. I don't know how you can pick against them, but at the same time. You know, I don't. It wouldn't be a complete shocker to see Frankenmuth win this. Frankenmuth made some deep runs in the playoffs recently. This is a really top-notch program. 
And I really think this is the championship game. Whoever wins this game wins the title. That's that's a, a, a great point. I am going to go with Grand Rapids West Catholic as well. Uh, they are just too good. And you know what? You look at their two losses, Jackson Lumen Christie and Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Yeah, uh, you know champ. what I mean? Two teams who most likely will be playing for state championships. Right. As well. I'm correct. One thing about West Catholic that, that kind of puts them over the top for me is their quarterback, Gaetano Valoni. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's I'm great. Sure, yeah. sure butchering I think it. you're right. But uh, he, you know, he's he's a experienced, seasoned veteran, and he is just an absolute game changer. All right, well, let's go to uh, Division Four now, where we've got teams kind of representing all over the state uh, in these four f- matchups. We talked about Grand Rapids Catholic Central; they're undefeated again, the defending uh, state champ. This one's going to be played at Thoroughby Field in Traverse City, taking on a ten and two Escanaba team. That's a, that's a tough one. Um... Because, you know, Tom and I talked earlier in the playoffs, and Grand Rapids Catholic Central is uh, allowing a lot of points in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, they are. Not last week. They played better defense last week. Yeah, they only gave up three and, and to re- Belding. And re- yeah, and reading about that game, the coach wasn't really really thrilled with his defense, even though he did admit they did play better. So, you know, they, they've been a bit, little leaky on the defense of them. Right. And you look at this is an Escanaba team that scored – 40 points in the first round, 42 yeah. in the second round, 39 in the third round. But I'm going to stick with Grand Rapids CC and to, to head back to Ford Field. I'm going CC. Yep, I'm going CC as well. What do you think, Tom? Well, you know, I, I would like to pick, you know, the Eskimos, but it's just it's, it's hard to go against somebody like CC that has star power. And Fugate, the running back, just uh, rolling up the yards. Mayfield's playing out of his mind on defense. And if there's if there's any way that they could win this, I'm going to go see that game. The only way they can win this is somehow the weather just goes cuckoo in Traverse City. Yeah, have we heard yeah. any predictions on the forecast? I haven't as of yet. Rain, rain, snow mix. Okay. So, okay. you know, you 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 figure that one out. <laughs> yeah. Is the snow, does the snow come earlier than they predict? It could be an icy field. We don't, you know, we're still, you know, I'll tell you. Up, weathermen up here, they're, they're, they throw darts at the wall and hope it hits. Yeah, no um, But Escanaba is a running machine. They yeah. run the ball. They run. They don't care if it's leading them. Right. They're going to run the ball. So the worse the weather, the better it is for Escanaba. Yeah, it, it still play, going with CC. plays into their hands. It's something about when they built that new facility over there that Catholic Central is playing like you know uh, yeah. a top-notch program right. because uh, they've just they they did it last year and they've just continued it right through here. And I mean, if you you see the facilities they have there, it's unbelievable. Oh, it's they have a beautiful. turfed weight room. It's unbelievable. Uh, all right, let's get to, over to the other matchup, uh, one that I'm looking forward to. And Tom had mentioned Edwardsburg earlier. They're 11 and one, and uh, they're taking on 10 and two River Rouge, uh, who is now becoming a mainstay. Now it seems like with deep runs in the playoffs, and this game will be played at Jackson. Yep. Uh... You know, I picked River Rouge at the beginning of the playoffs. I like kind of their blend of, of young talent and, you know, experienced leadership. I'm going to stick with River Rouge, but last week they had some trouble against Cranbrook. Uh, there was a stretch where River Rouge was called for six straight offensive or, or false start penalties on right. offense, pinned them back down inside their own five-yard line. If they can clean up those mistakes, I think they can have a really good chance at advancing. If they can't, you know, Edwardsburg will make them pay. Scott. I'm going River Rouge. Uh, they'll be playing on Tony Dungy Field, I believe. That's uh, yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. Uh, <laughs> Look at that. The spirit of Tony Dungy okay. is going gonna to propel River Rouge back into Ford Field. Well, I'm going with the Eddies. Okay. Uh, and here's, 
they've never met before, these teams, and the one thing about Rouge, they have to stop this tight T formation that right. Edwardsburg runs. Yep. Rouge yep. did play Riverview last year. Riverview was in their first year of using that offense, right. and, and Rouge won that game 35-10. So it's not like they haven't seen this type of offense, but I think it's a different type of offense. I know it's the same formation, blah, blah, blah. But that's um, where Edwardsburg sticks more to the traditional style of the T4, and they won't split anybody out ever. Um, they just try to run it down your throat and hide the piggy and all that. All those good things. But right. I don't know. I like Edwardsburg. They've been to the semis. This is four times in eight years. I think they finally get to the final. They were here last year in Division Three against Muskegon. Right. They they lost to Muskegon. I think it was, let me think of the score, I think it was 19-8. to eight. Yeah. And the yeah. coach was telling me, they had a chance at the end of the first half. They were knocking on the door, and they couldn't score from the two-yard line. And it really turned the momentum around. But you think about that game that they held Muskegon the 19 points. Well, I'll tell you what. they, they uh, Edwardsburg dropped 52 on um, Lansing Sexton last week. Right. And, right. you know, Sexton... Uh, Similar had, team, Sexton and Roos. Right. And Sexton, had you know, they had not given up more than 35, and that was their one loss, or a couple, one of their three losses to Jackson. Um, other than that, they played excellent defense uh, all year, and Eddie's just ran all over them. I think because of the weather, I'm going to go with Edwardsburg as well. All right. So we shall two and two. See. Yeah, we'll see how that works. Don't I think co- it's a tough game. I, I know it's, it's all right. Game. I think I motivate Corey Parker. Yes, yeah, don't tell co- Coach Parker. It's, it's all good. He knows. I, he knows. I love him, and uh, and I would love mo- nothing more than to have them get back there and uh, make another run. So let's go to Division Three uh, as things really get interesting. Now we've got a pair of unbeaten's. Uh, in the first half of the semifinal, Battle Creek, Harper Creek, a team we haven't really talked about a whole lot this year. Uh, of course, taking on the juggernaut Muskegon, this game being played at East Kentwood. Very nice facility. You know, I think uh, at the start of the playoffs, Harper Creek looked at this matchup kind of like what uh, Ottawa Lake Whiteford did, saying Hope, hopefully somebody knocks off Muskegon. You know, like Muskegon right. But no one has. But nobody has, and uh, I don't think anybody will. Yeah, I don't. I don't think either. It's 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 a Ford Fielder bus from Muskegon, and uh, you might you might say it's a state championship or bus from Muskegon. Yeah, and uh, with Darius I Jefferson, agree with that. Yeah. Uh, is gonna is gonna you know put him on his shoulders like he has been and and, and, and take him down to Fort Field again. Because of yeah, him, I don't I yeah. don't think this is going to be close. I'd I don't like either. to see Harper Creek you know, put up a match, but this might be the most one sided game in Division Three. And yeah, and I seen Muskegon. I don't know if there's. There's not a whole lot of teams that can play with them. I agree. And, not, and I don't think there's anybody in D3 that can play with them. I agree. And, and not only that, I think they're so versatile. And because mm-hmm. Ladarius can do so many things, and they've got so many weapons and athletes, whatever style they need to play, they will dominate you yeah. in yeah. that style. And yeah. they can adjust yeah. to it. So weather's not going to be uh, an they issue. Had, They'll they had count DeWitt if they need 35 to pound. nothing at halftime. Right, right. exactly. And, and DeWitt's no joke. Yeah, here's, here's a name to right. watch for. He had three picks last week. He's got 11 on the season. Willie Shanks. Yeah, Willie Shanks. He's a defensive back. He's right. It's a good thing season. he's not a kicker. He is. He's a player. I got some texts <laughs> about him uh, from Muskegon fans yep. this past week. Did you? I didn't know anything about him, and, and I started to do a little digging. 11 picks for the year. I mean, that is, that's a heck of a stat. That's, yeah. that's solid. No doubt. That's solid. All right, well, on the other side, uh, we've got kind of the uh, – 
uh, Cinderella story or the, the good good news story being Farmington Hills Harrison and John Harrington breaking the record, second to last year in existence. Uh, maybe the last time they'll be in Division Three. It just depends on how things shake out next year in terms of enrollment and all of that. Uh, but we've got Harrison Hawks back in it, familiar faces, taking on some newcomers. And you talked about that tight T and eleven and one Riverview, and I wa- and this game will be played at Rochester High School. I, w- you know, when you watch the highlights from Riverview and what they were able to do against Divine Child, it's like even even I knew where the play was going, and I still had a hard time figuring out who had the ball. They're very good and deceptive at how they yeah, have an I, offense. And I say this with all due respect to, to Divine Child, but I don't think Divine Child has the speed or the intelligence or the the tactical. Uh, approach that Harrison right. has. Right. They don't have a guy like Ovia Gofu right. who can go sideline to sideline. And I, you know, I know that tight T is, is a very efficient offense. I know that Riverview has been playing very well this year. Yeah. But I, you know, I see Harrison uh, getting this victory. Uh, I, I see them winning by uh, you know more than a touchdown and then matching up with Muskegon in the finals. And I, I'll just really eager, and maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself yeah. again, I'm really eager to see Ovi uh, Agufu and, and Jaron Harvey and, and that and that linebacking core uh, match up against Ladarius Jefferson and, and that Muskegon offense. Yeah. yeah. You know, like we hey. were talking about, oh, I was just going to, I, I kind of, I agree but disagree in the sense that I think this will be a tough gig. Right. I think, I don't think Harrison sees the tight tee that much. Right. You know, they, they don't. Sure they they don't. figure out a way uh, and Harrison's Strength all season long has been their defense, yep. and they're really quick. Yep. And I really like the way they play defense. And they're going to have to be quick against Riverview. Yeah. They better stay home. They better, you know, play their assignments right. as, uh, to a T. Uh, I, I don't think this is going to be an easy game for Harrison. I, I have Harrison winning. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Right. Now, you know, I, I look at this game and uh, a couple of different things. You look at what the weather might be. Play, you know that tight team might be able to you know get River Riverview to the state finals. On the right. flip side, I don't I don't like calling a team's best player the X factor, but in this game, Ovio Gufo will have to be the X factor playing against that tight team, being able to. Jaron, you know, don't forget about Jaron Harvey. He's that yeah. he's that second linebacker who's not getting a lot of love, but is you know is has been incredibly uh, instrumental in, in in this run in the playoffs as well as the whole season. Yeah, but you just look at. Those linebackers as a whole are going to have to identify where that ball is going in really early in the, the, uh, you know, yeah. the process of the play. Absolutely. Um, and I, th- I think it's going to be a close game, but I do think Harrison's going to pull it out. I think part of me is kind of pulling for that, you know, good, good feeling. Right. Finish, yeah. I'm fascinated by this game. I think it's going to be real close too, Tom. I- I'm with you. I do. Uh, I think that um, it's one thing to to scout. The tight tee, it's another thing to play it. Riverview right. is on such a high now, and again, they're not you know total new kids on the block. You said they made they've made some uh, some some hay last year, uh, and I just think the way that they play it all year uh, has been really good. And, I mean, they beat a good Carlson team. You know, I thought Gibraltar Carlson was going to beat them. Yeah, that was the biggest. You know, sport. you know, I thought Carlson would beat Divine Child, and they didn't even get the chance to do that. So. Right, exactly. So I give them all the credit for winning last week. Theo Day looked great last week too, and had a long run for a touchdown too. And they were able able to absorb that, respond, and win. Um, but I like Harrison in the end somehow to pull it out. I think it will be in late game fashion. And uh, I think really cool. Uh, we interviewed Billy Slobin today yeah. with their strength and conditioning coach for our Legends uh, thing we're doing on Harrington that will air in mid-December. 
And um, I saw Ricky Bryant here too. Yeah, Ricky Bryant was here today too, Tom. Yep. Oh, and, that's funny. Yep. And uh, he still looks like he could play. Billy looks Fuck like that. he can play. Yeah, right. I know. I know. Billy. <laughs> Billy's built like Billy, a brick house. Yeah, I know. And he's from the late '70s yeah, yeah. era of. of if, ironically, the, the two 79. years he played were were non-state championships yeah, years. Yep. Was after '76 when they went to the finals, but before the early '80s run. But uh, he really likes. He says there's a, a chemistry and a magic. And when you have a superstar like Ogufo, I think. Uh, that plays on both sides of the ball. Right, you need him to step up, be that guy. I think they'll do it, but I think it'll be close. All right, let's go to Division Two, And we've got, uh, uh, you know, again, uh, I would say four teams that uh, have earned their way to this position. Uh, the first side of the bracket is Livonia Franklin, uh, who have really wowed me these, these playoffs. They are 10-2, and two, taking on Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central, who's only taken on all comers out there in the OK and came out undefeated on the season. I'm going Calbert contingent. Okay. I'm all about the Calberts. Coaching Calbert, uh-huh. quarterback so Calbert. You're a Franklin guy. I'm, I'm thinking this is the Pats year, and, and they're going to take a page out of their NFL brethren, the New England Patriots, and, and be playing on Well, the and again, stage. what do we say? Two semifinals out of the last, what, three, three years? years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's no joke. No, not and at all. And they play tough competition. You know that. Right. You know, well, I don't think I don't think the competition's gonna you know intimidate them at all. I just right. think Forest Hill Central has been so consistent on both sides of the ball. They have they been. they played in it. really they haven't had that many close games. They they did it wasn't that close against Lowell. Uh, you know they just I don't Mo- know. Mona Shores was twenty eight twenty one. Yep, and that was twenty eight fourteen, and then Mona scored with right. about five minutes to go and right. couldn't cross midfield. That's but, right. Yep. That was like the, one of the best games, and I had Mona winning division. Right, too, so. exactly. And I like I like Forest Hill Central, and I, I don't know, I I I don't I don't see this being that close. Um, I got Forest Hill Central by ten. I just think uh, uh, Franklin's run out of I don't know rabbits out of their hat. You know they they tr- they needed a, a score of a minute to go last week. They drove down the field and got a field goal to beat Flushing. So right. I don't know. I don't know. What do you got, Jeff? So, I'm done picking against Forest Hill Central. You know, it's a team that we always write off. Right. I think it's because we don't know enough about them, and it's time to it's time to find out more about this. Yeah, team. I, I'm right. with, I'm with you, Tom. I like Forest Hill Central in this one. Scott's the lone the odd man out. He's the I'm, odd I'm man roll, out. I'm rolling with that uh, he, with that with, with Livonia. Franklin. He, he's rolling Livonia, uh, but uh, I just think. Uh, I, I the competition. I think that they not only pl- had in the playoffs, but but all year long. Uh, yeah, I mean the they play uh, the, the just traditional football yeah, that's programs. Win over Hollywood, Absolutely. Yeah. So to go undefeated in the OK and still be undefeated here, uh, I like them to go all the way. On the other side, the matchup I think we were all anticipating and hoping for. This one will be at Hazel Park High School, ten and two Warren De La Salle versus eleven and one. Detroit Martin Luther King. I, I look at this game and you know having a chance to see Warren De La Salle last week, having to see King a couple of times earlier this year. Uh, I I think King, you hated that game last week. Yeah, I was not a fan. I know, I know every De La Salle fan was a fan of that game, and you should be you won right. The game. You won. But coming away from that game, I just look at the athleticism, the defense, the playmakers that King has, and I think King wins by two scores. Woo! I'm going King two scores as well. There we go. I, I, got him by, I got him by 12. I didn't like wow. what I saw last I picked him by 12. Park. And the reason I – unless – and I told this to a, a De La Salle person. Yes. I, I, and I yes. won't mention who, uh-huh. but I said, if you can stop them between the tackles, meaning if you can take away King's running game and – 
that power game. And people think of King, oh, you're going to run wide. You're going to you know, beat me on a kickoff return. Right, right. You're going to throw the ball downfield. If you can stop King running between the tackles, you, you eliminate one of their dimensions. I don't really think they can do that. But if they can do that, they have a shot. I mean, I give them credit for limiting Oak Park to just seven points, meaning De La Salle. That's a good defensive, yeah. uh, you know, regardless how ugly the game was and regardless of the, the schedule that King plays uh, for the most part. I like the fact that, you know, they went out of state early in the season because right. they knew they had dogs uh, for a lot of their schedule and, uh, uh-huh. you know, su- you know, suffered a loss at Central Catholic in Toledo. Uh, but I think that... You know, just and then the way they came in and just dominated East English at Ford Field for the PSL White. championship. Yeah, and for that's the one I saw. And then to beat Cast Tech fairly handily in the semifinals, yep. uh, right. and then of course to to then take care, not only beat East English again, a team that we like and a team yep. that you know we thought had some real potential to really thwart them. Uh, I'm with you guys. I like King. Two scores might be a little. F- a little free, just if the weather it's, it tends to be, um, you know, uh, dicey. But uh, I like King to win this one, no doubt. And uh, and for and and bow to have King back at Ford Field again for another runner state championship. They are building quite the. We always talk about Cast Tech and what they've done, but King is 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 really putting together. Uh, a program that's going to be talked about for a long time. And what they're doing through is, is that defense. That defense is one of the best units I've seen in the last five years. Yeah. Um, led by Marvin. Davion Morton. Davion Morton is one of the best defensive players I've seen all year. Right. Yeah. Tyrese Woods is a really good linebacker. Yeah. You know, their their defensive line. I don't think any of them have big time offers, but they're big time players. Right. Uh, Marvin Grant, the safety. Uh, earlier this season, I got a chance to see them play uh, Indianapolis Cathedral in the season yeah. opener. Right. Marquis Step who plays for Cathedral. Great going, game, too. Oh, yeah. Great game. Going to Notre Dame, they shut Marquis Step down. Yeah. Um, you know, this defense is, is for real, and I think... They step up. Going. Yeah, for They sure. step up, so no matter what, what stars you're bringing, not that De La Salle really doesn't have a lot of big-time stars or right. team game that gets them there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like King. All right, let's go to Division One and uh, and a lot of familiar faces, and uh, especially when you talk about... Uh, Detroit Catholic Central Clarkson and Cast Tech, all teams that are very well f- uh, familiar with being this far in the playoffs in the uh, last several years. But in the first side of it, we have Detroit Catholic Central coming off their big win over Canton, one that I did not predict. Uh, they're eight and four on the year. They went into the playoffs five and four, taking on Clarkston, who's here a team no but nobody called them going to the semifinals. Ten and two on the season. This will be at Wald Lake Western. You know, I, I look at this game, and uh, like you said, I this was probably the last semifinal matchup I would have predicted. Uh, but I'm going to go with Clarkston. I'm going to go with a little bit of an upset. I think Clarkston's running game is going to get him there. Uh, but close, low-scoring game, something like 17-14. Catholic Central, uh, that experience factor is going to bode well. Guys like uh, Matty Young and uh, Cam the Ram Ryan uh, have been there, done that, and uh, – I'm not shocked when I looked at the um, brackets that Catholic Central could have made this kind of run. Yeah. I am shocked that Clarkson made this kind of run, and that's right. a, a feather in the cap of Coach Richardson and those guys because that is a team that you know does not have a ton of playmakers. That said, Josh Cantu, everyone was talking about Mike Flugel before the season, uh, the tailback who's recently committed to Columbia. But Josh Cantu, I believe, had four touchdowns in each of the last two games. It's eight touchdowns in two games, so you can't overlook that. But... Um, 
There's not much can't do, can't do. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you one thing he can't do is I don't think he can. I don't think him and the Wolves can uh, beat Catholic Central. And I, and I see Catholic Central uh, returning to Ford Field for the second year in a row. What do you think, Tom? Well, I think this is the most difficult um, semifinal matchup to predict. Uh, and I agree. I mean, nobody, I didn't see CC getting here. And granted, they did have a good draw once the playoff uh, pairings were announced. And, and, and Scott, when we saw. Clarkson get their tails handed to him by West Bloomfield that night. Did you think that no. any way that they would play for a chance to get it? I mean, they got a legitimate shot of getting the Ford Field. Yep. I would never have thought that watching that game against West Bloomfield. I could, but you know, give I mean, credit to that staff. Yeah, they they, they earned it. They They're shut really out Davison. Uh, I would have said there's no way after yeah. watching Davison yeah. in Week One. If I you know. just say Clarkson will beat Davison twenty eight zip. Part of the do district it. championship. Davidson did nothing yeah, in there. Tariq Reed was nothing. on like you know half a leg. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah, and that hurt them down the stretch. There's no doubt, but. That being said, you know, I don't know. I, I almost like to pick a tie, but actually I'm going to take CC by two, 12 to 10. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. And I just, I just, I like the experience factor. Um, there's something about Shamrock Nation and everything else that goes on in that school. I think they find a way to win. couple things. Detroit Catholic Central the way they won last week, those are the kinds of things that can propel you to right. greatness. I mean, when you right. say it's, it's you know, they're going for two, do or die game time. on the line, they need three yards, four yards, and we need to stuff them, and they certainly stuffed them. They weren't fooled at all and just would put a big exclamation point on a, for a big road win for a Canton team that was as hungry as they have yeah. ever been to get there. Uh, that is, especially after who Canton had beat, uh, earlier in the right. playoffs, it was just so right. impressive. Belleville. Not only that, here they are, you know, meeting this week in Tuck, and they're saying, "Are you going to tell me that we actually have a chance to play Cass Tech again, perhaps in the state championship, and right some of these wrongs and this this cursed feeling that they have in these, you know, these emotions, the, th- the three games that the, they really the weren't thrashings, even rem- <laughs> even remotely yes, in the game, exactly." The so. This squad, this team is probably telling themselves and telling alumni, we want to right this wrong and get things back to the proper order that they belong in. That's Catholic Central Vegas State. Real quick shout out to sophomore linebacker Brendan Yatuma, whose father, Norm Yatuma, the uh, high-profile attorney in this area. Brendan Yatuma stepped in for Isaac D'Arcangelo, who is, uh, without a doubt, Catholic Central's best Best player. player. Uh, He's out for the season. And uh, Brendan has stepped in at the the linebacker spot and has just been a real star in the making. That's phenomenal. uh, He's an X-factor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think, you know, there's something about that uh, that lore of of who they are, and each each team having its own identity and wanting to be. And this is, you know, uh, uh, Coach Anderson's first year, you know, at, at the helm, and they all right. want to just start this new regime. I, I just think they've got a lot to play for, and and getting by last week was yeah. their hump. And Coach Anderson's and, son Nate is one of the uh, starting wide receivers for right. Catholic Central. Looks really good yeah. stretching the field. So. There you go. I got CC. Let's go over to the other side, and we've got Cast Tech here again, a team that many of us underestimated. I, I did not think would be here. I, I was. I've been. I've been riding that Cast Tech train. I, you I, have. You know, I knew that. Uh, they, I, I shouldn't say I knew. I had a good feeling they would be here. But again, I, I'll go first here. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna. Um, oh, and wait. Let me set it up. They're taking on West oh, Bloomfield, ten and two, a West Bloomfield team that has certainly. Uh, 
if they had high expectations, they yeah. played to yeah. them, uh, especially the second half of the season. It's a game at Trey Athens. I'm going to contradict myself again on, yes. on this on this pick show. <laughs> yes. I picked Castec to win the whole thing, um, but at just the way that West Bloomfield's been playing um, with so much inspiration, so much execution, they have so many playmakers on both sides of the ball. Uh, I, I don't see West Bloomfield losing this game. Bryce Feasley over 3,000 yards, almost 40 touchdowns. On the defensive side of the ball, Nick the Sledgehammer side out, 110 tackles at that safety spot, 10 picks. And then you got linebackers like Lance Dixon uh, and Cornell Wheeler and just a, a multitude of, of just really game-changing talents. Uh, as long as West Bloomfield comes and brings their A game, I don't see them losing this, and I see West Bloomfield going to the, going to the uh, fourth field. Right. Jeff. You know, I, I look at this this game, and you know, I'd like to apologize to Scott because he told me at the beginning of the playoffs he picked Catholic Central, and I laughed at him. Well, oh, Castec. Or Ca- yeah, Castec, and I, I laughed at him. So shows you how much I know. Um, but you look at West Bloomfield. That what? Hey, I think I was laughing with you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, Catholic Central just didn't just, really look the, the part of a yeah. state title contender back in Week Eight. You're talking about Cass. Yeah, I'm yeah. Keep messing up. He's saying Castec. Yes, Castec. Castec didn't really look the part of a, a state title contender back in Week Eight. They obviously do now. Jaron Mangum's playing really well. Aaron Jackson's playing really, really yeah. well. DeAndre Square is playing really well. Kalen Gervin. Square and Gr- the, the X factor here is Square and We've Gervin. got great matchups. You know, with Square, Gervin, you've got uh, Mustafa they're, 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 and yeah, you know, Abbott on the other side. Woo! Abbott, Mustafa, and, and Trey Mosley, the three yes. receivers for West Bloomfield, all over eight, 850 yards, all over six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big uh, Ten battle. Yeah, this, this is what I'm really looking forward to is, you know, there's all these playmakers. But the matchup that's going I think, going to decide this game is uh, Trey Mosley, the the slot receiver of West Bloomfield. He'll be probably matched up against somebody like uh, Xavier Goldsmith yeah. uh, from Cast Tech, right. and those are two really under the radar yeah. type of guys. Um, I came really close to picking West Bloomfield to, to win it all at the beginning of the playoffs. I'm going to lean back over to West Bloomfield and say they'll win it, but it's going to be you know 24 20. Trey Mosley has ten touchdowns, so yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he could be flying under the radar that right. much longer. No. Right, exactly. Right. What do you think, Tom? Well, I got West Bloomfield by two, and I, I I struggled with this one as well. Yeah, me too. And the fact is, like you know, they just never been here, and there's so much to that. Um, you know, West Bloomfield. You know, even to, let's say they lose this game, they're gonna people are gonna say, oh, geez, they blew another big game. No, they already won a lot of big games. It's real tough to get to the point they're it at is. right now. Yeah. And I think Cast Tech is. I don't know. I'm I I I'm tempted to take Cast Tech, but I took West Bloomfield. Because I just think they got more weapons offensively, um, and I think they're, you know, I don't maybe just playing as well as any team in the state, perhaps other than Muskegon. And I, I just don't see a lot of offense coming out of Cass. I know they scored 32 last week, and I know they're they're concentrating on the run game more. Maybe they they fix some of their offensive lineman issues, uh, but I don't know. It it, it, it it wouldn't be surprised to see Cass Tech win the game, even though I took West. On the line because Cast Tech is Cast Tech. They go out on the field and they expect to win. Guys on the line for West Winfield, like Blake Barnes and Javon Foster, are going to have to come up big against Mangum. Um, and, and yeah, guys, see, Gerard have... Mangum might, might be the X factor. If he carries the ball 25, 26 times and gets about 150 yards, West Winfield. They got Lou Nichols, yeah. too. I mean, it's not a bad change of pace. Yeah, you know, I look at, I look at the, the biggest part of this game being early on in the game. I think Cast Tech is going to have to weather an early storm. No, yeah. West Bloomfield. I think the West Bloomfield start come winging out it early yeah. and start trying to take some shots downfield. Right. Um, and I think if Castec can weather that storm, you know, 
keep it even, you know, seven seven after after the first quarter. I think Castec has a really legitimate chance to win this. Do, do you rem- do you remember that game in 2010? It was the semifinals, Lake Orion and Castec, and uh, it was played at Troy Athens, same facility. It was 24 yeah. 21 with right. Lake Orion winning that. Castec had a chance at the end, and I think they They're fumbled. They're at the five yard line. They fumbled. Yes, I predict that we're going to have a similar game with Castec having an opportunity to win at the end, but somehow. West Bloomfield that is going right, to make that a was play. Right before Cast Tech, right, right before they right. yes. into national power uh, discussions. That was it, right? And and uh, I don't know. That's that's the the kind of vibe that I get when I think about this matchup. I think twenty four twenty one is a pretty close score yeah. to that's as to what right. I, as to what I think it will be. And uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, we talk about our Mister Football candidates, and we love having those discussions. And the way that Bryce Beasley has. Taking it upon himself yep. to will his team to victory, and uh, you know, especially last week, the way um, you know it, it wasn't looking good for him for a little bit there no, uh, last week, and uh, they were able to you know withstand Eisenhower and win by three. I think it will be a similar game where they'll win by three somewhere in the twenties. That's that's my thought. I, I agree with that. Twenty four twenty was my pick. Too. Yeah, that well, showed me a lot out of Beasley last week. Just, to, just yeah. We talk about big game performances, and yes. that was it last This guy's week. got 15 rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I don't think he ever stepped foot out of the pocket until this year. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and he's just gotten better yeah. and better every week. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, so those are our picks for uh, the semifinals. It's always a fun time to do it uh, for all of us. It's always great when we get to this point of the year and get a chance to uh, talk about this. Of course, uh, you can you know, reach out to us on our contact page at statechancenetwork.com if you have something to say. Of course, if you really have something to say, give us a call tomorrow night on the radio show. Uh, we'll be on probably at our normal time from 1030 to midnight. Uh, Tom's going to call in at the end of the show. and We're going to kind of do this thing again where we'll do a quick pick segment. We don't yeah. nearly have the uh, free-flowing free format that we do right now, uh, but we'll give our picks again uh, for those who haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast, uh, but uh, feel free to call in uh, to the radio show. Watch us on Facebook Live. Make comments there, and uh, we'll see, gentlemen. It's going to be an interesting weekend. Hopefully, weather doesn't like ruin things, and it's terrible. I'd rather have you know the teams just go out, out yeah. in the field, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. It's going to be cold. We know that, uh, and uh, we'll see, and we'll get ready for, for Ford Field next week which uh again always is is full of surprise teams uh expected teams and no better uh, way to spend your thanksgiving absolutely and, and again i think um just throwing it out there to end it uh i would say i would just even regardless of the matchups we have now i still think the best game of the whole state championship will be the last one I think if it's Farmington Hills, Harrison, always, and Muskegon, and it's some yeah, sort of magical, else, crazy game, just like we had last year with Orchard Lake St. Mary's, uh, what, a, what a way that, to end Whatever it. the outcome of that game, if that's the game that we And that, so often that, that the occurs. D3 game is one of the if we get it, if, we if we get, get Muskegon yeah. versus Harrison, no matter who wins that, it's yeah. going to be in a it's going to be a very very magical evening yes. because yeah. either Muskegon finally gets that state title or John right. Harrington wins number fourteen. Right. right. Tom, your final right. thoughts. Well, you know, I just I think uh, you know, looking ahead to Ford Field, I think one of the best games, and no offense to the teams that are in the semis now, would be King against Forest Hill Central. Yeah, it's an intriguing yeah, one. it would be intriguing. I, King loves that Ford Field, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but no, you're right. You'd have, I mean, you would you would have that un- unbeaten team from the Grand Rapids area. You know, Grand Rapids. Um, you know, other than West Catholic and Catholic Central, there hasn't been a whole lot of 
GR teams uh, invading right. no. downtown Detroit. You're right. You're right. It was like that. Was, yeah, it was kind of uh, you know Catholic Central and, and and West Catholic. Those those are the two teams right now, but not in the upper divisions for sure. Right. Uh, right. And I'll tell you what. If we get Cass and CC again, man, that week building up is going to be uh, fun to hear because uh, you know it I think. Yeah, it could happen, and I think they both really feel that they can win that game. That you know, there is no real dominant uh, team out of there. But one other, what no. happens yeah. if and when we see a West Bloomfield Clarkston yeah. all OAA final? All something right. that I guarantee none. When of When was the thought. last time we had an all OAA final? Oof. Never. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd be surprised if if we saw Never. one. Never. Never. You know, Harrison would be there. Could be there, and that would be a third OAA team. And I don't. Right. God. We kind of look at the OAA as being somewhat down this year. Yeah. Yeah. We're very top. Yeah, end. I, very I don't think end. you look at them being down at this point. No, Not at all. Not even a little. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, podcast is sponsored by Diversified Members Credit Union. Please visit them, dmcu.com, for all your financial matters. And also, Hungry Howie's Dough Razor, simply the best way to fundraise. Doughraiser.com is the website. Thank you, gentlemen. And, uh, Thank you. Good we'll, luck, guys. We'll talk again next week for our full right, finals preview. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Stay warm. All yeah. right. See you. See you.